this is the fourth official soccer podcast and La Liga is starting in about 10 days. And who else do we have on the podcast? We have Manny and we have Justin, but not the Justin that we think about. It's the Justin, the, the La Liga Justin, and that's JR. Uh, welcome, Justin, to the podcast. Uh, we're, you know, I'm excited to hear about all that's going on with La Liga over the summer. And I think there's only one place to start, and that's with your favorite team, Real Madrid. Um, Justin, first of all, I just want to ask you, how have you been feeling over the summer? Um, I see that there's not been too many action uh, going on with Madrid in the transfer market. Um, so just want us to know what your mental state is right now. Are you having FOMO or what's going on with you? Yeah, Bori. Uh one, thanks for having me. Um, it's always, always a pleasure to join you guys on the show. Um, I mean, after the, the ending, the last season, losing the league, uh, to, to a last minute Suarez goal, um, it was, it was a tough end of the year, a lot of tears. And, and now this off season, it's, it's not looking much better. Um, no signings unless you count Alaba, uh, on free. Um, and then guys on loan coming back, Odegaard, Bale. Um, but we lost Ramos, we lost Ferran. Zidane left. Um, I don't think it's looking good for us personally. All right, so it sounds like you are um, not having fun. I'm like, you know, like the Chelsea fan uh, on the call right now, Manny. Um, <laughs> what do you think about what's going on with Madrid? I I have to say, first off, I don't think I've ever heard Justin La Liga Justin or Justin as it's called as he's called in <laughs> in España uh, with such a humble humble start to to a uh, deep dive into his Real Madrid football club. So I I gotta say Justin, I was not expecting this from you. Um, I'm actually quite surprised because. You are the one Real Madrid fan who I think will always find some type of like silver lining in what's going on with the club. But uh, seeing as so, you guys just lost your striker slash captain slash club <laughs> legend, one Sergio Ramos. <laughs> penalty one, kick taker. Pen, penalty kick taker, you know. Um, I actually, I, I agree with them. I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm a little shocked that, uh, they haven't made any moves apart from Alaba. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down real quick. So I, I, I told you guys last year, I, I said it all the time. I didn't think we were good. We somehow made it to the end of La Liga, almost won it. We somehow made it to the Champions League semifinal, um, got wrecked, but I think it was just Zidane got the guys to outperform at the end of the year versus if you look at the whole year, we sucked. And no matter what game we were playing, we didn't look great. We just kind of won because, you know, we're real Madrid. Um, But this year, I just, I think with having an older team and having that COVID summer season followed by a short break last season and then short break. And we had Euros, Copa, et cetera. Guys are at the Olympics right now. 
I think dudes are just going to be burnt out and we've got an older midfield. We've got an inexperienced back line now. And I think in general, you're going to see like a poor display of football across like a lot of teams. But I think specifically for us having a lot of mileage in the midfield, it's not going to look good. Um, and then, like you said, two center backs leaving. So now we're um, starting Militao and Alaba and they've never played together before. Um, we're two injuries away on the back line from starting a guy named Trust. So my <laughs> confidence level is not super high. Um, I can't. I can't wait to see Trust play uh, in the Champions League final um, <laughs> next season. Should be fun. And, and I, I would say one thing now, as a proud Nigerian, I have to call it out. Um, the way we pronounce Alaba's name is Alaba. Um, just because, uh, as people know or may not know, he's half Nigerian. I got to call it out because that's the only, you know, win I can get here. Uh, but Justin, let's start. I think a lot of people that will listen to this may not really fully understand what's going on with La Liga. We hear, we're here and we know every club is suffering, especially it sounds like the, the, a lot of the news is coming out from La Liga, where a lot of the clubs don't have the money to buy players because of, you know, obviously COVID. Um, can you just explain to anyone that maybe just woke up from a coma after coma after 15 years or anyone that does not follow La Liga normally, why does it seem like La Liga has more of the financial trouble and, and why are clubs not making moves in the market? I mean, I would say the top three clubs in, in La Liga are not really making big moves uh, compared to other clubs. Yeah, for sure. So. La Liga kind of separate from other leagues and separate from financial fair play, they've implemented a salary cap similar to some American sports. Um, so you're not allowed to spend over the cap and the cap is based on income you've generated over the past. I think for La Liga, it's the past year or maybe it's the past two years, but basically because of COVID, the income generated for the teams has dropped significantly, which means their salary cap has gone down significantly as well. Um, so the big teams like Barca, Madrid, Atletico, who have big signings and high, um, high wages, they've now come into a situation where they need to reduce those wages or sell certain players to reduce those wages in order to get under the, the, the salary cap. Um, so for Atletico and Real actually, they're actually in okay positions. As long as they're not bringing in a lot of guys, their current rosters, they have everyone on the roster, they have everyone registered, they're not over the cap. The situation with Barcelona is interesting because they're so far over the cap, they still haven't signed Messi. They can't register Depay, they can't register Aguero. Um, so even though those are new signings, I'm using air quotes, those guys aren't even registered to play. So if the season started today, None of those guys would be playing. So that's why they're desperately trying to offload uh, Coutinho, offload Griezmann, and you know, you know, try to sell those guys so they can get under the salary cap and then make those signings. For a lot of the other teams in La Liga, it hasn't been a problem because their wage bills aren't as high. So they're usually they usually stay in check. Um, but La Liga implemented this so that you know teams wouldn't continue to spend and go into debt. Um, so it's I think it's a pretty good, you know, implementation, but for, for some of the teams, it's definitely a struggle. And as a fan, you're not going to see any of the big signings really. So that kind of sucks to see as well. 
Yeah, definitely sucks. And um, I hope that doesn't that this does not actually ding La Liga. But hey, for our uh, American listeners, La Liga is now on ESPN Plus. I'm excited because I'm I'm a fan of ESPN and their streaming service. Um, JR, let's let's delve more into Real Madrid. Uh, you know, one of the new signings that came in. Um, let's talk about your feelings about next season. I know you kind of delved into it a little bit in the beginning, but um, a lot of changes have happened. Zidane left, like you said. Ancelotti came back in. Uh, you know, I think Ancelotti probably didn't have a great time at everything, uh, uh, given the number of players he had. Um, how? What's your overall like feeling about next season realistically? And, and wh- where where do you think compared relative to other teams, Madrid can can how can they fare amongst other teams essentially? Yes, I think I think having Ancelotti back, I think that was probably one of the better manager hires we could have made with Zidane leaving. Um, he he definitely he brings a calmness about with him um and what i mean by that is like we've had an off season where one new player one new signing showing up right a few guys coming back on loan we lost our captain we lost our other center back um not really making any moves we lost a preseason friendly to rangers like we're not looking that great but the spanish media would probably be like chomping at the bit to jump on this and come up with all these stories and stuff. But with Ancelotti, it's just, it's kind of chill right now. I, I don't know if it's just an, an expectation that we're not going to be that great or Ancelotti's just kind of relaxed. He's said good things about every, every player that's, that's shown up so far to preseason, hasn't had a problem with anyone. So I think that kind of mentality that he brings will help the, the players on the team. Um, and then some of the older guys on the team that, that have been around have worked with him before. So I think with Bale coming back, I think that'll probably be good for him. And it sounds like, you know, he's going to stay and, and it sounds like he's in great shape and he's going to, he's going to, you know, potentially be a starter. Um, but when you compare, I think this team to some of the older Madrid teams, I, I just think we're not going to be as good. And so I think when you look at champions league, unless we go on some miracle run or get real easy draws. I can't, I can't see us going that deep. Um, I think the the semifinal last year kind of showed that there are some young teams out there that aren't afraid to play a Madrid anymore. Right. And the champions league semifinal last year, I thought Chelsea's got no experience. We've got all this champions league experience. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to beat them. And we got our asses kicked and those kids just, they weren't afraid of us. Right. And I think there's going to be more and more teams like that where we're just kind of old right now. And these younger teams aren't afraid. They're ready to, to take control. Um, and then for La Liga, I mean, it, it'll still be between us, Barcelona and Atleti. Um, it'll really just depend, in my opinion, who sucks less. Right. And that's a, that's a very good question, but um, man, I'm going to yep. talk, uh, ask you this question, point, point this question to you. Um, here's the thing that, I mean, obviously, I, I'm a Milan fan, so I love Ancelotti. I want him to do very well. But I'm looking at Ancelotti's credentials, the last two jobs he's had. He he coached at Napoli. He coached at Everton. Both, both times, I don't think he did really well. 
do you think Ancelotti is past his prime? I mean, I see that JR is excited about, it seems to be at least excited about him. Um, but do you think Ancelotti is past his prime? And, and I feel like is this, is this a mistake? Should they have gone with somebody else instead? That's a good question. And I was thinking about this um, as Justin was kind of speaking about how the media treats Ancelotti. And it is a little different just because uh, you know, it's his, he's coming back, right? And he didn't do too bad um, beforehand. But I think the one thing that, that I see that's different is the fact that Real Madrid is also synonymous with, so their success is synonymous with La Liga's success, right? Like they are arguably the top, like the most well-known football club in the world apart from Barcelona. Um, you know, and, and there's stats to back that up as well. Um, and you can't have a team doing that badly uh, because then it affects, obviously, everything that comes along with it. Sponsorships, revenue, uh, viewership as well, um, which is why I think, like, they're taking it easy on them. But realistically, with everything that that's happened thus far, they... I mean, it's it's going to be a tough ask of him to try to turn the squad around uh, for the points that Justin has made. Um, another key point is also that they do have, a, like, most of the Spain national squad at the moment in, in the Olympics, and they're actually in the in the final, um, playing for the for the gold medal, are are on Real Madrid's uh, squad. So you factor in that and, you know, the season starts in what, like a week and a half, something like that. And uh, they don't have enough time to gel. There's, you know, obviously preseason can make or break a season, especially when you have a new coach, um, new new figures, new signings or returning uh, players as well. Um, So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens um, within the first few weeks. Um, with Justin, I mean, I have a question for you though. How can you not be more confident with Marcelo as captain? Come on, that experience <laughs> that he brings. Come on, man. Oh man. The guy. Come on, the guys won it all. How can you not be more I, excited? I forget what the stat was. Someone started it. I think it was. It was before Zidane came back um so like two a little more than two years ago um but it was like when marcelo starts we drop points like 50 percent of the time like in the Mm -hmm. past two years Mm -hmm. and when somebody else or this past season when mendy starts like we drop points like 90 like like we we 90 percent of the time we get three points or, or at least you know something like so i think zidane loved marcelo he finally realized last year that's not the guy Ancelotti's back. The one thing, yeah, he loves Marcelo, and so now he's the captain. I don't know how long that's going to last. Can you be the captain and not play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, I guess you could have multiple. Because <laughs> Mendy should or you be, can be the, the captain off the field. Marcelo can be the captain on the sideline. Mendy should be the starter. but. Right. Okay, well, let, let's do this. Let's let's play a game. Play a game here. And the game here is Madrid's current 
top 11. It sounds Madrid may not make a move this this uh, transfer window unless something drastic happened. I, I really would love them to buy Romagnoli from AC Milan, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But let's play a game. Let's come up with the first, the strongest first 11. We can all Courtois is going to be in the goal. Strongest or, or, or what is going to be the starting level? Okay, what is going to be the starting level? Let's let's um let's say you're playing Barcelona. El Clasico is coming up. What is the 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 first eleven going to be like? Um, so I think we can all agree Courtois is going to be in goal, and I think the two center backs and and I'm assuming it's going to be a four three three formation, but two center backs will be um uh Militao and uh, Alaba. Who is the right back here? Carvajal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's no. left back. It's not Marcelo. It's Marcelo. It's going to be cap, captain, leader. Oh man, it's going to be a long year. Captain, leader, rena- Renaissance man, Marcelo, reincarnation of Roberto Carlos, Marcelo. He he's he's the captain. I think he will start start the season because Mendy is injured, but Mendy should right. be the starter. So, so tell me this: are, are there no prospects like from the Castilla Academy of, of Real Madrid that could potentially play as a? Oh, is that, is that Chust? Uh, Chust is one of them. Um, well, well, mainly at the left back because it sounds like if Marcelo, Marcelo is the only option right now, there should be a backup, right? Like, do you want Theo Hernandez back? You can buy him for fifty million if you want. That's more of a joke, but let's let's move on. Let's move on to the you, to the midfield. You guys, um, you you guys can take back uh, Marcos Alonso, Real Madrid academy product. Oh God, from from oh. us. He's going to enter, man. I thought <laughs> we'll get to that a little later. All right, um, all right. Let's let's talk about midfield real quick. Um, so I think Modric has to be in the midfield. Cruz has to be in the midfield. Who will be the third person, uh, in that midfield? It'll be Modric, Cruz, Casemiro. Casemiro, um, okay. And Odegaard, then, no? No chance, Odegaard? And then Valverde. And then Odegaard and maybe Isco Ceballos. But one of them also might leave, you know, so. Right. That actually doesn't sound that bad. I mean, I feel like you have options. You just have options so, that so, are not, they don't seem like prospect, like good options right now. So it depends, right? And and I I can get to this next too. But then the front three, front front three, the the front three um, could end up being Bale, Benzema, Hazard. That's the BPH. Yeah, which doesn't sound too bad if this was like four or five years ago, right? Right. Right. Uh, the alternate that, that to that, doesn't sound bad. The alternate to that would be Vinicius, Benzema, Rodrigo, which may give me a heart attack during the season, but we'll see. And and let's be honest, I think uh, I think Hazard is in a situation where he probably will get more uh, get injured. I mean, we saw it like he he was injured for Belgium um, in the Euros, so. Uh, I honestly would not even put Hazard out, but let's let's hope. Like I think if Hazard is 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 fit, then you so, all have a chance. Uh, yeah. What I what I'll say is 
So for all the lack of confidence, um, you did bring up a good point. We've got some depth in the midfield. However, those guys, when they've played for Madrid, Odegaard, Ceballos, Isco recently, have been non-performers, right? That's why they've all been out on loan or been benched permanently. So when guys like Modric, Cruz, you know, are injured or need a rest and those guys have hopped in, they've done nothing. And so them coming back, like there's, there's no confidence there. Um, Hazard and Bale, if, if there's a bet out there that they'll get injured this season, I'm taking it, right? Because it's going to happen. Um, but if we're going to be successful, if we're going to have a shot at winning La Liga, then injuries need to be a minimum. And then those guys that are backups in the midfield, if they perform really well and Alaba and Militao gel in the back, that's a winning team, right? That's a team that can win the league. Um, but based on what I've seen injury-wise and in those midfielder guys, that's not going to happen, right? So the only other way that we can win the league is if we gather all of our pennies and all of our dollar bills and sign Mbappe. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, I knew that yeah. was coming. I knew that was coming. I, I, I just knew that was coming. I could sense it. Um, that that was coming. Mbappe, one year left on this contract. I think he would be gone. crazy. I think yeah. Madrid would be crazy. When you guys were kids, time. did you ever save up like all your money for a toy? Like yes. all your birthdays, you were just saving up and you went to the toy store. Right. And you went to check out and you were like just pulling dollar bills out of your pockets and, and quarters and pennies. And then the cashier was counting it. He was <laughs> like, nah, you're a dollar short. And then, like, you looked at your mom, and your mom was like, I'm not giving you any more money. And you were, like, scrounging around. That's us trying to buy a box, right? <laughs> well, and then you know what's going to happen? Uh, the, the anecdote is going to be that he buys the, the – just saying, buys the toy, gets home, opens the box, and it's broken. It's broken. <laughs> it's exactly it. That, no, that's what happened when we bought Hazard. All sales, all sales are final. All right. Right, right. So, well, uh, what you know, one thing I want to say is I'm looking at this squad, right? And I'm like, where is Golden Boy, Colombian Golden Boy, James Rodriguez? And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. Ancelotti lied to him to get him to go over to Everton and then jump ship the moment that he knew he wasn't going to do anything with that team. I think you guys could have really used uh, a James right about now. No. You don't think so? All right. He couldn't even crack the Everton team. Right. Well, he was what are you That's talking about? He he was he was one of the their best players as far as assists. He wasn't scoring goals, but let's let's be honest, it's it's a Premier League. He wasn't he wasn't ever gonna do that in the Premier League. He doesn't make the team. Ancelotti doesn't want him. Ancelotti <laughs> brought him to Bayern, then tried to leave him, and then he showed up to Everton and he's <laughs> He left him again. Oh, God. Actually, that's you're so right. I think Hamas Rodriguez is going to end up in Real Madrid again. And it's going to be really funny. Um, all right, let's let's move on. I, I think, so, um, real quick, uh, Justin, before we, we move on from Madrid, I want to understand what what part of your team, you know, the forwards, the midfield, or the, or the defense, do you think is a weak point of Madrid? And are you going to be scoring more, or are you going to be conceding Conceding a lot more. What's more likely for for Ramadan this season? Uh, is it possible to score less and give up more goals too? 
Definitely. <laughs> well, so that's, that's what I think. The biggest thing is goals, right? We just lost our second leading goal scorer in Ramos. And that's pretty sad as it is, right? So Benzema is going to put in 2025. And I don't know who else is going to put the ball in the net. So. Oh, come on. Come off it. Uh, Modric's goal like, in, in the Euros with this, you know, outside, outside of boot. You uh, never know. He would just score a few of those. And, Modric, is, Modric is 35, man. Still yeah, moving, man. He, 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 Still just, moving. he just played all those Euro games. And, you know, um, they just said that Cruz uh, got injured. So he's going to be out like six weeks. So. Oh, no. Modric is, Modric is 35. Casemiro, uh, literally the entire midfield, everyone who is uh, what I would say is the core of that Real Madrid team right now at the moment is is the midfield. And all of those players have played uh, like something like 70 plus games this season because they've all competed in either the Euros or the Copa America and the Olympics and yeah. or the Olympics. So you're asking them to literally there's no rest there's no period of like recovery and then you're coming back in like that that's that's how injuries happen early on in the season so right <clears throat> well let's let's move on to the other team in <clears throat> spain and in, in la liga and uh breaking news as of this Sevilla. morning and oh well okay um i'm i'm just I'm gonna. If people listen to this, they'll get angry. But okay. Um, breaking news as of this morning is that a private equity firm has or is going to be injecting around 2.7 billion euros, um, which uh, I think I believe about 200 million will go to both Real Madrid and Barcelona. Which brings us to our second segment of just talking about Barcelona and their and their financial saga. I think the I think we all know what's going on. Well, I think actually Justin you alluded to it. Uh, the Pai Aguero Messi technically not signed or well technically signed but not registered uh, for Barcelona, and it seems like they are really in a financial struggle. But also seems like this private equity firm has come through. And they will be able to sign them. Manny, in your entirety of watching this beautiful game, have you ever seen anything like this before? Where a top player for a club is not even guaranteed to to, to play because of the salary cap issues? Yeah. I mean, take your pick from the, all the Italian teams. Any Serie A team. Oh, God. Any, oh, God. <laughs> I mean... You asked me a question, right? Let's go back to like the 90s when pretty much Serie A had to sell all of their stars because they were in a similar situation where financially they were broke, like they were bankrupt, you know? And I think it's it's interesting that um, that this has occurred now because obviously the pandemic, I think, has um, served as a catalyst um, for uh, an equity firm to go ahead and 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 you know pretty much um, say here's some bailout money you know because 
this has some correlation to do with what you mentioned earlier with Disney having the rights to ESPN La Liga. Um, I think it's going to be something that they're going to generate a lot more revenue than they did before with um, with a BN contract, um, a lot more. Um, I think I saw some projections out there, and I can't remember exactly what uh, who did the study, but they were already saying that it was going to be something like at least three times as much uh, money coming in, at least from uh, TV rights, um, over the course of the of the contract and the TV rights that they've that they've acquired. So obviously ESPN, known as the worldwide leader of sports, and now you're going to be able to catch La Liga on there. You have to keep it somewhat competitive. You can't. Who's going to want to watch uh, a league where you can't sign players? Like teams can't sign players. You know what I mean? Like if you can't attract top talent, then then why bother? You know. So it loses that prestige and. Um, I, for one, I am actually, um, I'm, I'm actually happy that this happened. I will say that I, I also wanted it, I wanted to be correct as far as saying La Liga was going to become the new Serie A, but here comes, uh, you know, this, uh, private equity firm and says, no, not yet. And so, um, what'll be interesting to see is, um, how much of the stake is, uh, a Florentino Perez has invested in this private equity firm on the side, and uh, and and oh. when we find out, and when we find out, you know, in, in five years from now, ten years from now, um, what the real figure was, because hey, something similar just happened with uh, Barcelona's uh, old president as well. Yeah. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Two, two, okay. two things. Real quick. Go two to things, you. Two things. One, uh, back in July, a bunch of financial reports for all the La Liga clubs came out for the 2020 financial year, right, this past year. And Barcelona made a loss of $117 million. On the flip side, Real Madrid posted a profit of 313,000 euros. Oh, so just to show you, okay. even though we have a spending cap imposed by La Liga, and we aren't going to be able to sign players unless it's Mbappe. Um, on the flip side, we're not in a huge amount of debt like Barcelona is. And that's why even not just registering these players, but Barcelona, um, from what I'm reading, is has a total debt of $1.4 billion. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Justin, I have a question for you. Um, how come you didn't tell us that uh, Papa Flo is also a chef? Because he'd be cooking of... those books. He'd be cooking those books. That's what he's doing at Real Madrid. No, no. Yeah. Come on now. We haven't done any swap deals like Barcelona did with Arthur and uh, Pjanic, and that's why they were trying to swap Griezmann and um... Saul. Saul. It's because you can cook the books that way. It shows instant revenue or it shows instant sales from getting rid of the player and then you get rid of amortization yeah Yeah. exactly yeah yeah we've never done that we don't have to cook the books that way but we've we've never done that and and yeah sure air quotes um yeah sure back 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 to that deal though the um with cbc it's it's actually i think it's going to be beneficial as long as they 
keep track of how that money is spent. And I don't know how well they can do that. Um, but they're saying that the money is supposed to go to new content, expanding to new markets. It's supposed to be about uh, expansion for global and digital content, um, strengthening the, the fan experience, you know, expanding La Liga's outreach, right? And all the teams are going to get a chunk of money to do all this. Um, it's supposed to go into um, some of their semi-professional clubs. Um, some of the teams in, in the Segunda division are supposed to get money. It's supposed to go to the women's clubs as well. Um, so all of that sounds good. Um, but if teams like Barcelona just take that money and use it to sign and register all their players, then, you know, hashtag Barca bailout. You, wow. you, can't, you, you can't just be Barca. It's the entire league, man. It's, it's the entire league. I just, I just, we, we made a profit. And we have money. We have money, right? <laughs> will, will, will you say the same when you take that money and you sign Mbappe? I hope we do. <laughs> <laughs> it goes no, both ways. No, no, hold on, hold on. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You meant the new money. No, no, no. We have yes. money right now to make PSG an offer. They're not listening. We had, going, but and, prior to the Varane sale, we had over 100 million euros. They said they weren't going to sign anyone. And then after the Varane sale, we have about, I think it's over 120. If we were to get rid of Odegaard or Ceballos or Isco, we would have enough to offer PSG around 150 and pay Mbappe and be under the salary cap. You know, PSG is just waiting now until so, uh, so that bailout money hits you guys too. And then they're like, oh, so now that you guys have Price more money. Exactly. I mean, that, that's how it is, right? Like, that's exactly how it is. That's business. But but regardless, I, I think it just shows that there are clubs in La Liga that despite the salary cap, right, you're seeing that, hey, no new signings. Doesn't mean they're in a poor financial situation. It's really Barcelona that's dug themselves a billion dollars deep in a hole. That That is just bonkers to me that you are so much in debt. Up I have to a billion. That's crazy. I have I have a potential solution. Uh, what if and hear me out? What if we took a team like Barcelona and then we added more uh, other teams and we create a different league, like a super league almost? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop that. Don't bring that. Don't bring down. I was, down I was joking, joking with somebody the other day and I was like, it's the year 2035. And Real Madrid and Barcelona are playing each other for the 30th time in the El Clasico League, <laughs> where, they, where they play each other once a week, every week, all oh year long. God. Oh, God. <laughs> that's good. That's the eight times, right? Is that that's what it sounds like? Oh my gosh, that would be. I mean, I I think I'll be tired of that. I think, I think it will be. Um, but yeah, no, great. Great, 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 great dialogue there. Um, uh, one more thing we have to talk about, obviously, is Atletico Madrid. They are the current champions. I think they've done very well, especially this transfer market, even though they've not actually done a lot of bargains or anything. Um, but they've kept their team. It seems like a lot of the team team members, including Suarez, as, as of now, August 4th, um, they're still going to be around, which is good because then that brings up the continuity, which is always good for a team. Uh, but, you know, we have a new, they have a new player, Rodrigo De Paul. I mean, who else is excited about this guy? Like, I, I love Rodrigo De Paul. 
um, especially what he did with Argentina in the Copa America. And it sounds like, Manny, you have something to say about him. Yeah, um, for me, he was probably the the best player. I mean, I, yeah, we give Messi credit for everything that he did. But to me, DePaul was the same way that Conte is instrumental for France is the same way that DePaul was instrumental for Argentina. Like he, I think he was the only player uh, that played pretty much the entire, all the games for Argentina and the Copa America. Like, like he was that important. Like they would, they couldn't, right. they wouldn't take him out of the, out of the lineup. And then um, uh, another thing about Atletico Madrid is uh, the most important, well, I, I guess it wouldn't be a signing, but an extension to the cere- cerebral mind that is Cholo Simeone because they tied him down pretty much long term. Like he might, I don't know, he might end up his, uh, you know, his career, his entire coaching career at, at Atletico Madrid. Um, so they pretty much just backed them with, and now we, he was already like the highest paid coach in the entire footballing world. And now he's pretty much set for life. He's going to be getting a, a nice big salary bump, uh, something like 40, 40 million euros a year, something like that. So incredible, incredible. Yeah. Um, I think actually last month was, uh, 10th. 10-year anniversary of, uh, of Simeone being coach of uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, Justin, I want to ask you, how do you see the threat of Atletico Madrid? I mean, they're neighbors, um, and I can't imagine what the Madrid derby would look like, uh, given the fact that um, they seem to be very, very strong this year. Sorry, I had to look that up. Yeah, $40 million a year for being a coach? What the fuck? <laughs> he was... Gonna put that. He was... <laughs> He, he was like at 30 uh he was I like thought at 30 you made the something. total of his contract and i just looked it up they said his annual yearly salary 40 something million yeah exactly you get, that's that's a nice I mean, pay raise what i mean look at looking at his record i mean he's won i think in the last 10 years two la ligas i think two europas um and also been in the final twice of the champions league so for a coach that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he deserves to get all that money, but I'm just saying for, for the team he has, I think it's actually done really well, really well in the last yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so Atletico Madrid, I think they're favorites to win La Liga. Um, and, and to be honest, last season, they were running away with the league and then the last quarter of the season, they started slipping up and they let Barca and Real catch up. But at one point they had games in hand and they were up, you know, seven, eight points. Um, and they should have just ran away with it. Um, so I think this season, yeah, they have the most continuity. They're bringing in a, an all-star in Rodrigo de Paul. Um, it's theirs to lose. Um, and we'll, we'll see if that happens or not. Yep, yep, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to how they fared the season, but I think it's prediction time. We have to give our predictions of the top four of the La Liga season coming up. Um, I'm, I can start. I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to surprise a lot of you. 
I am not a Barcelona fan, but I think Barcelona is going to win the league. And I'll tell you my reason why. Messi just won Copa America. He's full of confident, confidence. And I think he will just be buzzing. And let's not forget, Barcelona, yes, they have a very bad defense, but they're very, they, have, they don't have to defend because they have all these attacking players. I think about six attacking players that could potentially strike with them. Um, so I think that's why I think Barcelona is going to win it. Um, if I was going to give a second position, I think it's going to be Atletico Madrid. And, uh, you know, just because of, of what we said on the on, on the podcast so far, they they have that continuity, not that many changes uh, in the in the transfer market. And it look, unless, you know, unless something really bad goes or maybe they have a ton of injuries, I, I, I don't see them finishing below second. Then third, uh, again, surprise, surprise uh, for me will be Sevilla. Um, I think they are just a very uh, a team that uh, that just always does what is needed to be done. Um, and I don't think they have too much uh, hope or, or distraction. Well, they're going to play Champions League, but I don't think they will go too far into it in the Champions League, which will give them more time to be able to focus on the league. So I think they will be third. And then fourth, for me, has to be none other than Real Madrid. Uh, I think they will barely make fourth, though. I think they will barely make it, but I think they will they will do all that's needed. And I think it also depends on how far they go in the Champions League, because if they go too far, then that could hurt them. But if they drop off maybe during the group stage or maybe the round of 16, that will be good for them. But I think they will barely make fourth. fourth. I'm sorry, Justin. I, I had to had to do it. But that, that's just those are my top four: Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, and then Real Madrid. If, I'm gonna pat. Well, go ahead. If, if Madrid is barely making fourth, who's in fifth then? Who's giving them a run for their money? None other um, than Mr. Good Evening himself, Villarreal. Um, <laughs> no, I actually think Villarreal um, will will. I, I think the only problem with Real is because they won Europa and so they're going to be in Champions League, which small small teams being in Champions League is is a blessing and a curse at the same time. So I think that's the only problem. I think they may start out strong, but then they will slip during Champions League times, which I don't know. I don't think they will be. I think you know Valencia is a good is a good match uh, for 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 Real Madrid for that fourth place, um, and uh, Real Sociedad could also be. You know, a good match. I can't think of anybody else. I, I you know, I would say Granada because I love Granada. But Granada, um, I think uh, they had, uh, they, they, I think they changed their coach this season. Um, so it's going to be a different Granada this season. Um, so not, not feeling too confident. But yeah, I, I think, I think it will be, I think it will either be uh, Real Sociedad or, or maybe Real Betis and Valencia. Yeah. Manny, do you want to go? Let's give uh, Mr. Yeah, that, Mr. That, Real Madrid the last last that was, word. That was bold. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do Justin in Real Madrid like that. Um, I actually have him in third. So, anyways, first off, starting off, Atletico Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in third. That's not better than fourth. Well, okay, fine. Well, it is. So I have um, Atletico Madrid because of everything that we said. Continuity. Um, they have, uh, I, I think a, a great player might be the standout player of the season in DePaul. If he continues the same form, um, 
And then second, I have actually Barcelona because it'll give if if they're able to register the players that they have as free agents. I have him in second. Um, and also Coleman uh, specifically. I mean, Aguero, we knew that there was only a handful of places that he could go to. But the fact that he was able to convince uh, Memphis Depay to come join him, um, countrymen, um, you know, from the they speak the same language. It's, I, I think, a little easier to understand whatever system he wants to put in place. Uh, so I have them in second. I have Real Madrid, like I said, in third place. I just don't think, uh, you know, it's Real Madrid. So whether hooker by crook, they're going to make it every single time. Champions League spots. Um, so I have them in third. And then fourth, I like your Sevilla prediction of being top four, but there's reports that they are going to, that they might sell Jules Conde, which is one of their star center backs. Um, right. And wait, 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 wait. What, you, you're saying they're reports, so you're, you're acting like you don't know where the reports are coming from. You so, can just tell us. Uh, alleged, allegedly, he's going to a bigger, better club, uh, European, oh, former oh, European yeah. winners, a uh, team that knocked out, or I'm sorry, destroyed Real Madrid. Not my words. I'm just rephrasing. Um, <laughs> and if he goes, um, I, I, you know, part of what made Sevilla so good was that fact that they really didn't give up very many goals. Like they had a very stout defense. Um, if he goes, I don't, I don't see them coming up with somebody else uh, that can cover for what he did and the impact that he made on that team. Um, so if he goes, I actually have Villarreal. I have, you guys thought I was joking, but Unai Emery just won the Europa League, right? He beat Manchester United. Um, he's familiar. He's from, you know, from Spain. He's been there, done that kind of thing. He has the experience. And that team is actually decent. Like, it's a, it's a you know, they have some, obviously, aging players, but they also have a lot of really young players uh, that were, cons- that were considered that were considered quote unquote rejects um, on other teams looking at you arsenal and um, oh, and so the that's actually my top four man all right all right justin uh take this home and tell us how it's going to be and please don't say real madrid first after saying we're going to have a mediocre season i'll say there first right um now i i think there's two big ifs one if we sign Mbappe on deadline day, we win the league. <laughs> if we don't, if we don't, it's going to be a second place finish. And then wow. with Barcelona, I don't know. Something tells me that something's going to happen. The season's going to start and they're not going to have everyone registered. I think it's going to be a fiasco. Two, I don't know where you pay, play Depay, Aguero, Messi, Griezmann, all in the same position. They all play Braithwaite. Braithwaite. Braithwaite, too. That's a party. And I don't think Koeman, they were ready to get rid of him at the, at the end of last year. So Barcelona's in third. First place, Atletico Madrid, but like they always do they're going to they're not going to they're not going to run away with it it's going to be close um and it's going to be close because atletico probably underperforms and 
Madrid and Barcelona will just keep it close. I think it'll be similar like last year. Um, fourth place, I think I'm going to go with Sociedad. Okay. All right. All right. I think uh, Justin, the other Justin, uh, would be happy you went with Sociedad because of his uh, favorite player. And I'm blanking on his name now. Um, the, the guy from Sweden. Isak. Um, Alexander Isak. Yeah, um, he just got tied down. Long-term contract. He's he's the player to watch if you want to talk about that. Well, yeah, I know. I was actually okay, and this is not a joke. I, I I promise it's not a joke. But my player to watch for this season is actually Hazard. I think, barring the injuries, I think you're going to see a different Hazard. We saw a. a a glimpse of the old Hazard in the Euros, and and it was unfortunately had the injury. But I think this is Hazard's season. I think that's what's going to save Real Madrid from that fourth position, oh, from the fifth position essentially. That will keep them back into it. Um, although I love Benzema, I don't think he's going to do as much because I think he gave a lot last season, and I don't see him giving that much again this season. So I think somebody else will step up, and I think that players players is on. The, the hazard that showed up in the Euros was Thorgan. That's a very good point. That's a very, <laughs> that's a, that's a very good point. But no, I, I think when, when, when Eden played, I, I, I saw the old Hazard, and I think he's, he's taking things seriously. And I think, I mean, the reports are, and, and you will tell me this, uh, uh, Justin, uh, better, but reports are that when he came back to training, uh, for Real Madrid, he was he was in shape, he was fit. That that's why I've heard. That's why I've heard. I, I I don't know if it's true, but that's that's what that's what the report says. So I think he's taking it seriously. I think he's becoming. He's understanding. He needs to put in the work because it's been what three years now, and I think that's why I think this is Hazard's season. The the one I saw was he showed up in the best shape he's been his entire time at Madrid. It's a it's a step forward. It, it's a step forward. Which is also right. the saddest headline that I've read. Like, <laughs> All right. So so your player to watch, Justin, is, is Isak? Isak, yeah. Player to watch. I think um, it was actually funny in the Euros. I think everyone saw him maybe for the first time or, you know, they were like, whoa, who's that guy? Um, and he wasn't able to score a bunch of goals, but I think he just, in every game, he just showed he could play. Uh, and he could ball out. Uh, what was funny, though, is, like, I've been seeing him play for a couple seasons now, but it's felt like he's been in La Liga and with Sociedad for a few years now. But the kid's, like, 20 years old, and he he just got right. there. Um, but he's already making a name for himself, so. Yep, definitely a, a good sign for Sociedad. Um, I think that came from Dortmund. So Dortmund keeps producing awesome players. Uh, Manny, do you have anyone in mind? I mean, I, we got to give... Shout out to the pie. I mean, if you saw the goal he scored this last week, actually in the preseason, just amazing, amazing techers. Yeah, um, I mean, apart from the Paul, who, who, I, you know, we've spoken a little bit about. Well, well, I said the pie. This, I said the pie. I know this sound. No, sound no, no, cool. no, no, no. I know, uh, but I was gonna go with DePaul, but I've already mentioned him. So if I had to pick somebody else, uh, I think. I mean, do returning players count if they come from returning back from loan? Yeah, you're gonna say Bale. Any player? Are you gonna say Bale? 
Are you going to say Bale? No, I mean, like, I well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Bale, you know, what kind of confidence uh, Ancelotti has in him. Um, it's not like he has a choice <laughs> whether he wants to play Bale or not, right? Like, he's if he's healthy, he's playing. Like, that's the bottom line. And Real Madrid right now, uh, the way that they're st- stacking up for the beginning of the season, all their players aren't back just yet, so... He has to start. So, yeah, I'm going to actually – I'll go with Bale. And I'll also go with Bale because Justin, last year, would not stop dumping on this guy, like left and right. Right. But watch him become the player of the season for Real Madrid. Oh, God. Hey, it's weird that Justin has Bale's jersey on. I'm so confused. What happened in that relationship? I thought you would have burned that jersey, Justin. It's like when when an ex-girlfriend comes back, you know. She bought you a few Christmas presents and such, and you kept them around. And now when she comes back, you, you know, you put that hoodie on, that sweatshirt she got you, you know. But, but the guy, but the guy, but, but the guy's married. But the guy's married. So. Right. <laughs> now, I, with, think, with, I think with with Bale, it was such a bad ending. Like he was sleeping on the bench. He, I remember he, that he was going out there, not even, like like it was it was it was a bad ending, right? Um, and then when he went and played for Tottenham, like I didn't expect much. And even Mourinho came out and said a few times, like this guy's not there right and i think at the end of the year he started scoring some goals granted against some of the easier premier league teams um we'll see what he does when he comes back all right well that's been our la liga review uh, we'll see who's right next year uh good luck to everyone uh but thank you so much justin for joining the podcast uh we appreciate you coming in just explain to us and, and telling everyone about la liga um and of course thank thank you manny but uh, apart from that, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.